Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today, I have several ladies with me, so it's going to be a fun group conversation uh, with Becky Fife, Katie Parker, and Allie Callister. And um, there are three moms who know what it's like to raise a family with a total of 17 children between all of them. They're also successful businesswomen as co-founders of I Believe in Me, an online mentoring program for tween girls. The program focuses on strengthening and protecting girls in today's uncertain and often destructive social climate. With backgrounds in business, health, and beauty, Katie, Becky, and Allie have the perfect combination of skills to mentor girls during the critical time in their lives. Katie is the CEO of Singer's Company, which has been building confidence in little girls since singing and dancing for over 30 years. Becky is a fitness trainer and habits coach who empowers women of all ages with systems and strategies to organize their lives. And Allie is a beauty business owner who is passionate about helping girls and women look and feel confident. Their unique mentoring program, I Believe in Me, promotes self-motivation and resilience through a garden theme approach. They guide girls as they cultivate their quote-unquote garden of life, establishing daily routines, actions, and mindsets. Programs tested grow and share living pattern teaches life tools and habits to protect against the rapid decline of mental health and happiness in girls ages tween 10 to 13. Katie, Becky, and Allie believe that strong minds and strong hearts and strong girls can change the world. Please welcome Becky, Katie, and Allie to podcast. Hello, hello, ladies. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. Thank you. It's exciting. We have a group, a group today, so it's always fun. Um, so we'll just, you guys just raise hands, take turns, however you guys want to do it. Um, but before we jump in, I'm going to do an icebreaker. Same question for all of you. Okay. Got it. Is okay. what is... Is, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. My I'm going to do cookie memory because it's a tradition in our family that my mom started. So on Valentine's Day, we always have a candlelight dinner as a family. And now we now all my sisters do this and brother anyway, and my brother do it for their families too, where you have a, a candlelight dinner and on your plate as like the place marker was a big like heart sugar cookie that my mom makes and then she frosts it really pretty with flowers and then your name in cursive and so those valentine cookies like that was her valentine to us every year and it just now we do it for our kids so it's like a tradition for my mom my mom always showed her love through a lot through like cooking and making like you know those memories around the table so that I'm like, that has to be what I share today is yes. My, our Valentine cookies from mom. I love that. Do you have to take like a piping class to make it really pretty to like, my mom was incredible. I I can't do the leaves and the flowers. I just do pink polka dots and then I do the, some, some sort of lettering. No, I don't take a class, but my mom always had beautiful penmanship. And so 
but no one can quite do it like mom. But right. Right. We try. That's so fun. It's a good okay, effort. I'll go next. I'll go next. I well, Heather, I love cookies. Like they're my they're my weakness. I don't like ice cream. I don't like popcorn. I don't like candy. I am a cookie girl. I love cookies. All cookies. Chocolate chip is probably, you know, the classic. And I have my favorite vanilla that I use from William Sonoma that I feel like is the special ingredient to all my cookies. Whenever anybody asks me about my cookies, I'm like, oh, it's the vanilla. That's the secret. It's, it's your vanilla. But my favorite cookie memory is probably when my husband and I moved to where we live now and he opened his dental practice and we had to get to know everybody in the area. And we were young and in debt and you know, just struggling to make it. I had just had my third baby and it was crazy. Life was crazy. But while he worked at the office, I worked at home and I, I literally think I baked a thousand cookies. Like it was just every single day I would make like four batches of cookies. And then I would visit all of the dental offices in the area so that they could get to know my husband and who we were and all that kind of thing. So, um, I just have tons of like, like, I feel like I'm a chocolate chip cookie expert because I've probably baked thousands of them in my lifetime. But, and then once, obviously, once his practice got established, I didn't have the time to bake so many cookies, <laughs> but at least once a week, at least once a week, I make chocolate chip cookies at least. So yeah, awesome. yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Yeah. They're so good. Okay. My favorite cookie, this is Allie, by the way, my favorite cookie, it's a, it's a toss up between two sugar cookie. I love a good sugar cookie and a snickerdoodle. Yeah. I love snickerdoodles. So, so much. They're so yummy, but the sugar cookie has to be soft and thick. It can't be thin and crunchy. And then it has to be a buttercream, a buttercream, um, frosting, so that's my favorite cookie. I take orders anytime. You can drop them off to my house. You can just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> and then, exactly. Sugar, like the crystallized sugar is really good. Yes. 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 Those are always really good too. Oh, so good. Everyone now I want them. a cookie. <laughs> I know. I know. So and good. I think my favorite cookie memory is um, any holiday, Christmas, of course, the kids and I make sugar cookies. Um, where there's always friends over or Valentine's day, we make them for Halloween. I think just anytime my kids love making sugar cookies. So I would say decorating, um, the thousands of sprinkles that end up on my floor, you know, yeah. that's probably, those are probably my favorite cookie memories. So I do that with my kids, but I've always noticed like they'll make the cookies. We'll make them, we'll decorate them but then they just sit, they don't get eaten. Like they don't eat the cookies that they just decorated with all the crap on it. Like they're eating the crap, like as they're decorating, but they cookies never get eaten. And it's like, I know it was a fun thing, but eat them. Like, don't, I feel like so, yeah. wasteful. but at the same well, time, I'm like, well, when they, when they decorate right. them and it's like a mountain of sprinkles and like right, the pile yeah. and you're like, I don't want to eat that. No, <laughs> I guess it's just fun. But I was like, I mean, I'm glad you're not eating that. Cause that just makes yeah. my stomach hurt. But right. it's interesting to me because you would think you'd want to eat the cookie with all like the icing and the sprinkles, all the goodness. They don't, it's crazy. <laughs> that so it's is like, so funny. All right. I mean, I won't complain, but I just know, I just didn't know if anyone else's kids like just left them. Yes. 100%. No, we eat ours. We eat ours. 
No, ours, ours getting, and ours, my husband, his love language is cookies, like oh. homemade cookies. So I try and you can't get him any other gift. Like he doesn't care about anything. Like, he, and so it's hard for me to find gifts. So I always try to have cookies in the freezer that he can, every night he comes home and pulls out his cookies. <laughs> but, oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah. But cookies, uh, cookies are good. Like we're, we're a good match for this podcast. We like cookies. <laughs> I thought you talk about cookies this whole time. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I didn't even share my favorite one. It's, it's peanut butter chocolate chip. It's so good with oatmeal. <laughs> yeah. I think too, people will come up to like, they'll, they'll try to get on the podcast or say something like, and they don't do their research and they're like, where's your bakery? I'm like, no, <laughs> like wrong. The, the, wrong. the story behind the chaos and cookies thing, honestly, was, um, I like alliteration and they were always the people that I was hiring to help me like come up with a name and stuff was like, you never lead with a negative. I'm like, mm, but I like it. Like cookies and chaos just doesn't sound as great. So, um, I wanted to do chaos and cocktails, but I didn't want to like pigeonhole myself there or then like have to feel like I had to promote alcohol or anything like that. And I was at the <laughs> movies with my ex-husband and I was looking at the menu as one of those that like, like, serve food. And I was just still, I was in that like creative mode, like just trying to come up with everything alliteration. And it was like helpful tips with Heather, you know, all these things. And I was looking and on the menu, it was a chocolate chip cookie trio. And I was like, cookies, I'm like chaos and cookies. Like, okay, kind of works. And then it's like, I don't want it to make it feel like a bakery. And then we came up with the tagline, keeping moms from crumbling. I love it. Amazing. So So great. Stuff. Light bulb. Genius. Like, how it goes. I was like, worth every penny marketing people. Yeah. Well, and and like you've picked up on, there's so many memories surrounding cookies. Everyone has a memory. And with motherhood, I think, I mean, you you nailed it. It's that's amazing. Yeah, and I think you know, it's always a great thing because it's also universal language, right? Like um, I've got family that's um in from out of the country. And the kids are my same kids ages and they don't understand really anything. They understand like Pokemon go on my phone. They understand like dolls and food. And so it's almost like it's a universal language where you don't need to know and they still feel, or you can see happiness. And so, um, you know, they're, they're eating ice cream and they think my, my Swedish sister's like, they're not used to getting all these sweets. They had donuts for the first time yesterday because they don't eat sweet stuff in the mornings over there. They eat like open face sandwiches with like cheese and meats and things. And so oh, they had wow. donuts. My brother-in-law bought donuts for them. And the, the, the kids were like, well, we'll just try it. And then they were like, we need more. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So it was just like, they are getting all this different stuff. And yeah, I, I'll be, it's not the greatest nutritional stuff, but they're um, having memories and they're getting yeah. that it's all through just food and language. Like food instead of just I like, love it. That's so cute. You know, so tell, so you guys all, how did you come together and create this amazing company and, you know, all like mission? 
It started with um, the a company for younger kids. So I believe in me, what we're talking about today, or, you know, we're going to talk about the topics is for the tween girl. Like we're, we're really worried about the tween girl right now. And this, you know, that's obviously why we're here. Cause that's the parents worry that some others worry, but we have a program called seniors company that was established for the elementary age girl to strengthen their confidence. And really what happened, I started that years ago and it's a, it's a franchise model. And those girls, we got them stronger through the tools of music and dance, but they grew up and parents trusting the brand were asking, wait a minute, they're going into middle school years. Like we need more help with their confidence. Like, what are you going to do? And I knew it needed to be different because, you know, there's different needs. There's different things going on. There's a lot going on in the, between the ages of 10 and 13 for a girl and her, what she's going to establish for herself. So that's how it started. And I had worked with Becky. Becky's actually, um, a relative of mine that I love and adore and she's an amazing mother and her mindset and we worked together in in singers company and I knew as we created this new program that she would be the one that I'd want to pull in if she would be willing and Allie has so much energy which she'll get a sense for and I needed Allie's just absolute happy sunshine you know because that's what these girls need is just some cheerleaders and um, anyway, so that's how we got together. And once I told them about it, of course, their big hearts just jumped on it as fast as they could. And, and as we started working, it was just undeniable that um, this is what these girls need and that we want to do everything we can to help them. And so that's what brought I Believe in Me. And it's just a place where girls can grow. Um, it's all about a garden theme. And so that's why we're here. That's how we got here. I love it. And so what are the age? Cause we seven, I think it was 17 children between the two, all of you. Um, yes. yeah. If it was a lot of kids, I bet three. So let's just, we've got 20 kids here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like right now we're, we're, we're wrangling like nine. Cause I've got three, my sister's got three and my sweetest sister's got three. So it's, I can't it's even, chaos. you've it's got chaos, a party over right? there. Just make all, you got the chaos. <laughs> half of them don't speak English. So it's like, oh why we do this and they just do. And it's like, yeah, no. But um, so how old are your children and how many does everyone have? So I'll go first. Um, I have seven. My oldest is 25 and she's married. So I have one married. And then my youngest is nine. And I have four girls and three boys. So my so when when my youngest was born, my daughter was 15. So there's a 15 year span. So seven kids in 15 years. Wow. And it's it's chaos, Heather. Like, believe me, it's been chaos. I mean, a lot, a lot of times, you know, other moms will say, oh, my gosh, I don't know how you do it. And I'm like, guess what? I don't know how you I don't know how anyone does it. It's hard no matter what amount you have. Right. Like, it's definitely you have to have your systems down. You have to parenting being a mom is hard no matter if you have one or seven or you know whatever but um yeah it's it's awesome and and I love I love this I love this company I love I believe in me because I my four daughters are also different just like all of our children and but but they've all struggled they've all struggled and I I know that if we can give these kids boys and girls alike the tools to you know know who they are and be confident in themselves and make good choices. Like we want to help them make good choices. That's what I want for my kids. I want them to make good choices. And, you know, so that's why I'm here. Yeah. yeah. I've got six kids. The youngest is 
just turned four and the oldest is 22. <laughs> I'm like, I'm forgetting their ages. That's bad. <laughs> but, but my, my gap, I think it's, yeah, it's an 18 year gap, but, and it is, there's tons of chaos and tons of craziness, but, um, Becky always says this, but I always repeat it is that anything worthwhile takes the most effort. And I think that's what every mom agrees that like, there's something about being a mom and the challenge that it brings, but the absolute joy that you're using your time to help this, this human, the soul soul, just, you know, have the best chance that they can have. And, um, it doesn't mean it's always rainbows and unicorns. It's not. But because sometimes the best chance they get is helping them with how having us all learn together through the hard times, which we call worms in your garden. So it's anyway, it's challenging, but the best thing you'll do. So. And I've got four, I've got two girls, two boys, my older two are boys. So I've got my boys at the top, girls at the bottom, and they range from 11 to four. So I'm like in the little kids phase. So kind of like you, Heather, and, um, my, it's, it's my girls are, my girls are my last two. So they're not quite of the age of the tween girl, but I remember being a tween girl and I remember all the challenges it was to be a tween girl. And I told my son before he starts middle school in a month and a half, I was like, you will listen to, I believe in me. You'll go through all the episodes because all of the tools and, um, and the things that we teach, the principles are universal, even though we kind of cater to the, the tween and adolescent girl. Um, so he knows he's got some homework before school because he needs to know, everybody needs to know these things. So, sure. and I'm just glad these two brought me along for the ride. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think that's wonderful because I think everyone has experiences with, you know, everyone's different. And so I feel like just because we've gone through things that are similar. There's always ways that you can do it differently or there's other, like everyone's different. Our, my kids, all three, very, very different. I've got a very intrinsic kid that loves like documentaries and he likes just he video games and like, he's not a big sportster. And then I've got like my youngest son, who's just like all boy, watch out. And he's very funny and quirky. And then you've got my daughter who's in the middle, who's very rough and tumble very confident, always just like this girl, like I didn't know I was even pregnant with her. She decided that she was going to come a month early just because she could almost on the highway. And then she's <laughs> like, Oh, just kidding. Like I'm going to stay in the hospital for another month just because, you know, I'm six pounds, six ounces preemie, but, and eat like a champ, but I'm just going to, I'm going to hang out with Nikki for a month and then, you know, throw lots of curveballs, And then she just, I'm so glad I only have one girl because she's just a lot. And I, I hope I, I want to instill more confidence. Like I, she's a beautiful little girl, but I don't like to tell her that. I like to say like she's smart, she's strong. Using those types of words and yes. making it all about looks, because yes. I think when we grew up, it was all about like the size two model, long, you know, being tall. Like I'm five foot one, tiny person. Oh my. Like, we're tiny, we're tiny people. We'll never be. Like I was a ballet dancer forever, and I went till 16, which a lot of people don't know that I danced pretty like point and all that. But I also played soccer. Most people identify with the soccer because that's where I went to go do college. But I was like, am I really going to be like this amazing ballerina? No, I'm five foot one built like a soccer player and I'm muscular and it's just never going to be accepted. 
which I know is not true, but at the time it's like, I'm better at the sport anyway, but you know, I want to make sure that she understands that she can do anything with her brain. You don't have to be pretty just to get it done. Like it does help. I think in the real world, let's be real. Like I'm in sales and marketing. Like it helps. Like when I was back in sales, like it helps, but then it creates challenges at the same time because it's not appropriate, but you want to be able to handle yourself too at the same time and be safe and, and know the, the triggers and teach. And that's something I think that no one really taught us back then. Totally. I, I completely agree. And now I think more than ever, these girls need to know, like Becky said, who they are and what makes them them and their unique gifts and talents. And right out of the gate. And I believe in me, we, we hit that head on where you are a girl with gifts to grow and share and not a girl to become like someone else. Like, you know, that's what the world offers them. Like you said, the physical outside appearance, the comparing the, you need to be like this to succeed. You need to look like this to succeed. You need to talk like this. You need to wear these clothes to like be noticed. And no, at I believe in me and like what you were saying, what you want for your daughter, it's beauty on the inside out. And to have confidence, like when they know who they are, know what they want for themselves and know how to get there. Even though they're not there yet, they can see it and they know the steps to get there, which is what this program is all about. Like that's when the confidence comes that they don't have to conform. They don't have to be like, you know, like they don't have, if they want to be a ballerina and they're five, one, oh, they're going to make it. And like they, and that confidence that is blooming from the inside out. And honestly, I tell my teenage son all this all the time, you like a, a beautifully outside, pretty girl. When you get to know her and she might not be that nice, she doesn't look beautiful on the outside anymore. Mm -hmm. That beauty that starts from within, that's the lasting beauty. And you meet someone and they are treating you kindly. You're impressed with their direction in life. You're impressed with their discipline. That is gorgeous on anyone, no matter what their color is, what like, no matter, you know what I mean? What their hair looks like, what size they are, what it doesn't matter. When you meet a confident girl or a confident person and you get to know them and converse with them, it's impressive. You instantly want to like emulate those same traits. So anyway, beauty from the inside out, that is where, what these girls need to have confidence in that. What they have to offer is needed in this world. What they uniquely, that what uniquely is theirs, the talents and gifts, that's what matter. And that's what they should focus on. I think to the ability to also, I mean, I've not like it, when I grew up, like you, you're told you're pretty or this or that, but you don't want to hear that. Cause you want to be seen inside. Like I, you know, right. this is how I like, this is genetics. This is how I was born. This is how that, like how I look, it shouldn't just be about that. Like I want someone to know about me too, and not just make uh, a judgment based off of exterior appearances, right? A hundred percent. We, one of our favorite mottos and mantras to share with the world is strong minds, strong hearts, strong girls. Nowhere does it say beautiful face, right? Strong <laughs> minds. Like if we can teach these kids to build their mind and strengthen, strengthen that mind, go to school, work hard. Like there's steps that you can achieve by just making a choice to work at it. Like 
you can do anything. If you put your mind and your heart to it, you can do it. And then you will be noticed for your efforts and for your mind and your heart, your good heart and your sharp mind. Those are the two things that we, we try to teach our kids and these girls that will lead you to happiness. It'll lead you to success. And there's tools to help you manage both. Right. So what, so when you guys are teaching this is you said episodes. So is it like, you know, audio, is it workshops? Are there like, how are you working with these girls and the parents to, 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 you know, get this goal? Um, girls can become members of, I believe in me. So we're like a community of girls to support each other. And each girl, when they become a member, um, they get a login. And so they can log into our private site, which is really safe. It's not going to take you to any outside source, um, but you get to watch the episode. So there's like an entertainment value. So we're the hosts <laughs> and, um, and each episode, there's about a weekly episode, but you don't have to do it every week, but there's lots of episodes that cover all the topics that these girls are like need right now. And are also interested in, and really number one is we're backup for parents. Anything you want your tween girl to hear, the things you want them to hear and to know, that's what we're telling them. We're, we're talking about obviously their first, their self-worth that, that this world needs them, their uniqueness, not to try to be anyone else, but to really explore who they are and what they want to be. And then, then what's next. Okay. Get to work. Well, what, what does that look like? You know, we talk about daily habits, routines are the roots, huge, like the things you do in the morning, the things you do after school, the way you, the way you look at school, the way you, the priority of school. And what does that look like in this life? What should it look like to get where you want to go? Talk about friendships. We talk about um, how to navigate, you know, all of the ins and outs of girl drama, you know, and, and how to avoid it and how to, what do you say? What do you do? You know, we talk about, um, changing bodies, how to treat your body, you know, like, um, cause their bodies are doing a lot of changing during this 10 to 13 year old years. And so we cover, we really cover it all, but in a really fun, happy, supportive way, we talk about the hard stuff for sure and how to deal with it, but we do it in a way that it, that's in their world that, that, that we, you know, we keep that sun shining bright in their little garden of life. We it's all garden themed. So we pull these garden analogies in all the time to help them grasp the concept easier and to help it root. You know, I'll even do the pun right there, root <laughs> down in them so that they recall it for the rest of their life, you know, and Becky mentioned their mind and the heart. The first thing we teach them is about their soil. If you want a strong life, a strong center, a strong, it's all about your heart and your mind working together. And that's your soil. In a garden, if you're going to, if you're going to plant anything, vegetables, flowers, it can't grow in rocks. It can't grow in sand. It has to have healthy soil. So we tell these girls, your soil is your mind and your heart. You've got to keep good things working in there in order for you to grow personally in your talents, in your skills, in your relationships. And so um, we do something, which I'll let Allie describe this because she's really good about um, soil checks. And we, it's a self-monitoring system for these girls where you're constantly checking in on your mind and your heart. And you ask a question. So these sweet girls for your mind, does this, whether it's a friendship, you know, a situation at school, um, whether it's an outfit you want to wear, does this make sense for me and my age? And then your heart, how does it make me feel? But I'll let Allie describe some situations that we've come to see in these girls 
that, um, that reflect that self-monitoring of their soil. So part of the program, we have a little, we have a monthly zoom meeting with these girls, a zoom call where everybody can log on. Um, and so this was one of the stories that was shared in our, how's it growing? This is what we call how's it growing where we come. And we just talk about all the things that they're learning and they're going through. And, um, there was a story of these two friends and they were at, um, another friend's house watching a movie with a bunch of people. And one of them was an, I believe in me girl. And, um, she was watching the movie and whatever was being shown on the screen, she was not, it was not jiving. It was making her feel yucky and icky and uncomfortable. And, and that's a hard situation as a teen. I mean, I remember I've had to, I walked out of a movie theater one time saying, because I felt uncomfortable because I couldn't sit and watch what was you know, going on. So she looked to her other friend who she could also tell was uncomfortable. And she did her soil check. She said, okay, my heart is not feeling great. And my, and this doesn't make sense for me to watch. This is not appropriate for my age. And so I need to do something. So she looked to her friend and she said, Hey, do you want to go? So they both got up, they left the room. They didn't have to make a big deal of it. Um, they didn't have to, you know, you know, say, you know, I don't like this movie or this was bad or whatever. They didn't have to make the host or her friend feel bad about showing that movie. They just quietly removed themselves. And you know what? That is true confidence. That is one of the biggest things that is lacking in our world today. And why we started, I believe in me is girls confidence. They don't, they don't know who they are. They don't know how to stand up for what they believe in. And because of that, they are willing to conform to social media, to other friends, to any situation that they're in, and they don't know where to go. They don't know how to just be, be them. And so with these tools and with this, in this particular instance, the soil check, she knew who she was. She knew what was okay for her and her life right now and what things she should be viewing or watching or listening to, um, and so she had the confidence because of these tools to get up and remove herself from the situation. And that is true confidence. That is knowing who you are and taking a stand in whatever situation it might be and, and making a difference and, and changing the situation that you're in. And if these girls, oh my gosh, if these girls could learn it, if I had learned that as a 12 year old, oh my gosh, I would have been able to take myself out of not great situations in middle school and high school and college, you know, yeah. as a mom, just, just these little things. But the, and the cool thing is with these little mantras, these little sayings, these tools that we give them, they will always remember soil check. Like, okay, my, my mind is telling me, no, my heart is definitely telling me no. So I got to go, you know? So that is like, that is where true confidence comes from. And we're just here to spread the word. We are here to just spread all the words of, of strengthening confidence in these little girls um, so they can be strong and independent women um, when they need to be. Right. Like I'm trying to teach my daughter right now because she's, um, the past few years have been kind of rough and she has become to where she is being very cautious of what she says because either the reaction that she receives from from someone and she's just like I didn't like how that made me feel so I'm just not going to talk about it at all but it it makes I've noticed that she's very careful how she talks and what she says because she doesn't want to upset anyone and 
her here as a safe space. It's like, you can say and whatever you need to do. And you're not going to see me get mad about it. I might not uh, like it, but it's not your fault. And it would be something where we would just need to address it, but you can at least say it. Like, you're not going to get a, like, you can talk about anything and everything. And I'm not going to like get mad and just trying to make her feel like she can talk because like, for instance, they're not really able to talk about me very much over at their dad's because it doesn't, it makes him upset or he reacts in a way where they don't like it or care for. So their way of adjusting is, well, we just don't talk about what we do pretty much every day in their life because they're here all the time. So they don't really have an outlet. So then when they come here, they can tell me like what they did and I'm like, great, that's their dad, whatever, as long as you're safe. Right. But them feeling so close, it's trying to like make sure that they know that there's safe space because I don't want them bringing that into school where then they feel like they can't say, especially when it's something, yeah. where, you know, it might be a safety problem. Right. Yep. I think that's huge, Heather. And I think what you've kind of illustrated is even within a family unit, you have soil, right? And maybe over at one house, the soil might be a little bit rocky and at your house or whatever, you're trying to make sure that that soil has nutrients in it, has support, has the love so that your children can grow, grow. Because if, if these kids aren't growing, if they feel, you know, maybe put in a box, if they're not able to self-regulate all of those things, they won't grow. They won't grow. Like we need the two. We, we need these kids to be able to grow and be confident in who they are. So I, I think it's wonderful that you're trying to create an, an environment in your home where the soil is nutrients, like dense and performing soil checks within our own homes. I do them all the time. And sometimes I realize that I'm the one who's bringing the rocks into the soil, right? It's me right. who needs to change. Or maybe it's my, you know, 13 year old daughter who's bringing in the rocks. Like there's a way within our, within our homes to make sure that our soils are doing what they're supposed to doing. We're helping our children grow, not the opposite. And you yeah, think about with it, when yeah. something grows, it's lifting up out of the soil. So like, really we're seeking anything that lifts anything yes. that supports us. And I think half of the bad stuff comes in on screens, you know, <laughs> like we've had to make a rule this summer, like no screen, like even just even it can be the cutest little princess movie or whatever. And just the, your, something happens to your brain when you're watching screens too long, because my, my kids get grumpy. My little ones, they like, then they can't even help it. It's not that they viewed something bad. It's just the whole, their brain viewing. Anyway. So in my house, like, like Becky said, I'm constantly testing that soil and the soil is not good if we start with the screen. So we had to make a rule this summer, like no screen until after noon, like 12 o'clock. And then most of the time they're off playing already. And it's not an issue, but I've had to stick strong. Like this morning, my husband's like, Oh, did you want to watch a movie? I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> no. abort, abort. abort. Well, especially yeah. when you're working and stuff, like they do nonstop screens that their dads nonstop. Like, cause that isn't nonstop screens. And I've been very like, the battle of like the phone, like they shouldn't have a phone. They don't need a phone. They're, they're always with an adult that will have a phone. They don't need that right now. So when I started seeing that, just when they come over, come home, I have to like deprogram them. So we, I have a very strict rule, which makes it hard to keep because if I'm the only one, I don't have childcare and I am trying to work. It's kind of, kind of challenging, but it's when they come home, 
to my house, it's, we don't do screens, like at least for a day or two, like zero, maybe a little bit before bed, just to kind of get them to wind down and sit still. But there's no video games. Like I take all the remotes and I put them away. So my nine-year-old can't go and just put YouTube on and just basically fall into the patterns that they're so used to for the last few days that they were there. And it just completely changes them up to where they are like hyperactive, crazy, addicted to like, they'll snag my phone without asking. I'm like, who are you? You know, you're not supposed to do that. And so then we don't do screens and then, you know, we will move that into like, you know, you can have like 30 minutes within like the day or, you know, if you really want to play. Yeah, you have to. And I've never Mm -hmm. seen anything like it because it's like, it's very hot here. It was 111 in Texas yesterday. So it's not like we can just go outside and play. Right. So challenging to like, say, we'll just go outside and play. Right. Cause you're going to die of heat. Even the pool (laughs) is hot. So hot tub. It is. It's challenging because there's not a lot of outdoor activities to get you to do stuff. Mm-hmm. And so indoor, it's like, you don't want them watching TV, but you want them to play games. Then when they play games or arguing and then, you know, so it's all these different yeah. things. Screens are a very easy thing to do, but I've noticed that like too much of it, it just, you can't, you can regulate it only to a point. Yeah. And summertime's are summertime is so tricky for moms. And one thing I'm kind of in the same boat, like when I'm working, it's trying to get the kids to do other stuff. But, and one thing we teach strongly at, I believe in me is create, 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 create. And one thing I've had to let go is like, I need my children to create and to do and work with their hands because their, their creativity sparks growth. And they realize things that they are capable of by drawing a picture or painting or whatever. And I've had to just like, let go of the mess. I'm like, okay, there's paint all over my table or the floor, or there's beads. Oh my gosh, the beads, but you know what are beads? They're the worst. (laughs) Perler beads. What are those? Oh, those little things you have to put on these, on like the shapes and then you iron them and they're tiny. So yes. actually, and even Legos. Oh my gosh. We have so many Legos. Yes. So we've come up with, oh, here's a tip for moms out there. Well, I like your, your mind. Okay. We lay out a blanket if we're playing Legos. And so if we're searching for a piece, we dump it on the blanket or even perler beads. You do perler beads and there's a blanket underneath. And then you just fold up the blanket like a taco and pour them back into the container. That's genius. Yeah. I use That's a blanket genius. too, because I don't want to find like missing pieces. And then there's like tiny ones. How have I never used a blanket before? That was, I mean, that this was, was worth the podcast right there. I this know, right? Best summary, no, but I think <laughs> Allie touched on a really good point that one of the huge focus for these girls and anybody, if you, the strong, you get stronger personally when you are sharing your talents with others. So when your kids are creating, uh, we know they're off a screen, they're creating, and then they go and give that painting to their neighbor. Or they make the cookies and they deliver cookies to people. And these are all good activities for the summer. The growing and sharing mindset is what I believe in me is all about because you think about it. Okay. You have it. Like I have a daughter who's babysitting age. Okay. Um, And she loves kids. She's great with kids. And so for her to take that talent, which is kind of uniquely hers, um, kids will just gravitate towards her. 
She has the energy, she has the fun, but she can also maintain the control. So she's gotten some really great feedback about babysitting. So when she babysits, she's earning money, which is awesome. That gives confidence, like a little entrepreneur. The, the kids love her. She's sharing her talents and her love for them and they love her. And so, and then the parents love her because their house is clean and their kids are happy and they're in bed on time. Like she's not a pushover either. So her talents really shine in babysitting. And so she is sharing and growing that talent by sharing it. So it's like the cyclical confidence, major booster. It's not behind a screen. It's not on her phone. It's not with her friends. Even it is, it is a doing a little business, you know? And so you think about this summer, like how can we take that grow and share model that was from, I believe in me and these girls and use it with our families. How can we use it for me as a mom? How can we use it for this 10 year old? How can we use it for the four year old? How can we combine the two? You know, there's so much you can do. And it just strengthens a family to share like part of our family, whether it's cookies, whether it's, you know, time or bringing someone else's garbage cans down the street, you know, how can we strengthen our family using that grow and share? Um, Yeah. And usually like when we have been trying this for the past year, sometimes works, sometimes doesn't is when they do like my kids for like for split households, like when they come back from their dads and they come back here before we do anything, we try to sit after we can calm it down and do a share of like your high and your low for like, because we haven't been together So let's share what we did over the weekend or whatever the case may be, one of your favorite things and one of your least favorite things and reconnect as a family. So then we're just not jumping right back into just, you know, one house or the other. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. I've noticed that like throughout the night, like before bed, if they didn't share, they'll share later because they've been able to like decompress, but it helps just reconnect So not everyone is just like on different pages. That sounds amazing. That's a huge, huge. That's a beautiful tool that you have brought into your family, like to keep it important. So they don't feel like they don't know what I did. They didn't get to really see your talk and I don't know what they did. So just a way, and it's a way for me not to have to ask a million questions like, Hey, what did you do? Did you eat dinner? Right. Right. Cause they don't want to be hammered with questions and also be interrogated all the time. They want to be able to share it. So it's something that we've been able to implement where they feel like, oh, this is safe space to share. I can tell them like, tell like my happiest time. And then like, maybe when I was like a little sad and just so, you know, so it's a, it's a helpful thing too, is if you're doing that. And it just opens the door for communication. Like, Hey, when you come here, we talk about all the things and we get through all the things together, happy, sad, frustrating, all the, you know, all of the big. All oh, I have an alliteration for you. Conversations with cookies, conversations over cookies. <laughs> no. Yeah. I love it. Chaos and coffee. Chaos. and. <laughs> so where can we find more of I am me and um, more of what you guys can share? Where can our listeners find these resources? If they head to bloomfully.com. So like a flower blooming fully, like a person blooming fully, bloomfully.com, you'll see um, both companies. But the one we really talked about today was the adolescent girls 10 to 13. It's called I Believe in Me. And you just click on that. And then it really just goes through what the program looks like, 
um, what a membership options are. You can get a lot of information right there. We also have an Instagram handle. If you, it's a great place to check us out because there's just lots of live things going on. And, and that I'm, one's, I believe in me girls. So just, I believe in me and then the word girls right after. Perfect. And all of these will be in the show notes and the links. So I encourage listeners to go and check that out. They'll all be right there. And um, I really love that you guys all came on to share. And this was super fun. And thank you so much for being here. Yes, and thank you for doing awesome. so much for, for not just girls, but kids, parents, and just helping, you know, lift them up because I think everyone, no matter how old you are, needs a bit of a boost sometimes. So yes, we all need to go. Yep. <laughs> So thank you. Thank so you much. for having us. Thank Happy you, Heather. Of course. And thank you so much for listening to another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast. You can grab Katie, Becky, and Allie's information all through the um, show notes. And please feel free to always reach out to them, to me. We always love feedback. We always love to hear from you. And so we will catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.